Hello, everybody. My name's Nick Frost. I am one of the co-founders at CRMG, Cyber Risk Management Group. Glad to introduce you to two of our consultants today, Todd Wade and Andrew Wilson. So, Todd, you want to give us an introduction? Sure, Nick. But first, I want to just say the view outside of your house here is wonderful. We're currently, you live in a gorgeous mansion outside of London. I'm oh, right, jealous. Yeah. I'm in London in a small flat. I think I want to trade. That's why. That's why. My commute will be a lot less. Anyway, so you're done. Yeah, uh, my name's Todd Wade. I've been in cybersecurity technology for 20-plus years. Previously, the head of technology for Skechers Sports in Europe and multiple cybersecurity projects. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Nick. Yeah, I've been working for a large number of organizations in the past in the InfoSec and cybersecurity arena, including ICL Fujitsu, uh, the Information Security Forum, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Dyson, largely in roles such as security assurance, GRC work, security architecture, that type of thing. So a broad range of experience in many blue-chip organizations. Good. And you and I go back 20 years at PwC, don't we? We do, we do. Well, a, we, a young wee lad. Yes, we have some stories to tell. Yeah, <laughs> but not on this podcast. So anyway, moving swiftly on. So, okay, gents, we're going to be talking about how organizations can define their threat profile. I think it's it's becoming a essential component for security functions to understand what that threat profile is, what it looks like. And I say that because, you know, I think in 20 years, I've seen a massive shift, and I'm sure we all have seen a massive shift, of the accidental being the biggest problem to now the adversarial. Both are, you know, equally important, and both adversarial threats and accidental threats and environmental threats are all key. So I want to try and have a discussion around what is a pragmatic approach that, you know, organizations, listeners can take to when they start to define their threat profile and, you know, the value it can deliver to the business. So, Todd, kick off with yourself first. Sure, Nick. I think it might help first if we just kind of have a quick discussion on what a threat profile means. Sure. And how to think about a threat profile for companies. Very good idea. Do you want me to have a stab at it? Yeah, go for it. So I guess in my head, threats, when we're profiling threats, for me there's always like two key components. Actually, it's a really good point you bring up because we do need to nail down what is a threat and what is not a threat. For me, there are two key components. You've got the, if you like, for a better word, the threat actor. So that could be a hacker. It could be, you know, an insider. And that could be, you know, if it's an insider or a member of staff, that could be accidental or intentional. And then you've got the method of the attack. Some people call it threats, vector, threat events. And that could be, you know, phishing, to deliver malware, or it could be accidentally emailing confidential lists to the wrong clients. So you've got the the individual group, and then you've got the method of, of delivering the attack. But Andrew, you spend a lot of time looking at definitions with the methodologies you've developed in the past. So what's your view? Yeah, I think I think key to this is understanding what it is that's going to get harmed. What's the, what's the target? The thing we're concerned about here is is information. Now, there are a whole variety of things in the infrastructure, business and IT infrastructure, that support information, the protection of its confidentiality, integrity and availability, the things that we talk about frequently in, in cybersecurity. So it's anything that, that looks like it could cause harm to that information. That, that brings into play a big threat universe. Yeah. A really, really big threat universe. Yeah. That should be the concern. 
of the the person that's trying to understand what the threat profile is. Okay. Um, what could cause harm to a position? Not necessarily. What are your weaknesses? What are your vulnerabilities? No, sure. What that's, are your gaps? Yeah. It's all, it's all about what is the what are the things out there that can attack you that could cause harm of, of any type to your information. Yeah. Couch within the CIA conception. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So hopefully we've captured that sort of definition of what is a threat and threat profile and what is not. So let's look at it now in terms of how organizations can go about getting an idea. What are the, if you like, the factors that can influence an organization's threat profile? Because as you say, there's a whole load of threats out there. And actually, there's nothing really you can do to a threat apart from, you know, you can't influence a threat, but you can help mitigate the threat with controls. So out of this great big pot of threats that are out there, what are the factors or decisions an organization may take that can influence those threats? I think it starts with what industry the organization is in. Okay. Uh, that's going to be clear. Like if you are in the financial sector in a bank dealing with lots of money, yeah, you're going to be a high-profile target, Yeah, especially among criminals, activists across the name. Whereas if you are a retailer, let's say, your threats are going to be different. You're not necessarily going to be attacked in the same way that a large financial institution will be yeah. attacking. And you won't also have the resources that the large financial institution would have to yeah. defend yourself. Yeah. So these attack actors, if you look at this in terms of what's happening, there are some attacks that are attacking everyone, like a ransomware attack. Yes. You, know, you have yeah. these indiscriminate. They're just indiscriminate. They're doing broad scans across every possible thing that they can. Yeah. If it is, let's say... I'll just use the famous Sony example of being insulting a, you know, North Korea, yeah. getting a national state actor to attack you. This is something to think about because people might have more exposure to this than they realize. Yeah. yeah. And to defend against a national state actor is a very different proposition than trying to defend against you know, the ransomware attacks yeah. happening. Yeah, good. Andrew, do you agree? Yeah, no, no, I do, I do agree with that completely. I think you need to think of the risk... Uh, sorry, the threat universe that uh, your organisation operates in, and that that is most definitely affected by the type of organisation is the industry sector. There's a sense in which it, any organisation operates in in the world, so there are the broad range of threats that could affect that organisation, which come to affect any type of organisation. I think we've, we've touched on some of those. But it's not just technical things, of course. It's also threats that, that derive from perhaps human, human behaviours as well. So everyone needs people to work for them. An organisation, people are prone to making mistakes, misconfigurations, things of that sort of nature. So yeah. they, the actions that they take are threats in themselves. They, yeah. give, they give rise to vulnerabilities, but the actions, in fact, are, are threats. Just let's just tease that one out a bit because I think this is this is important. So we're talking here about, let's say, fictitious organisation suddenly announces they won a massive contract with a defence organisation. What we're saying here is, whilst that's a great sort of message to push out there to the business community, because, you know, your stock price rises, your residual value of the company rises, but actually it also starts to attract some unwelcome attention from potential nation states. You know, another example could be maybe, you know, an oil and gas company announced they found a massive gas find. 
and that they're going to start drilling in this acreage, which then starts to bring unwelcome attention from hacktivists. Is that is that what we're saying here? There has to be some kind of management of that communication that's pushed out to the community. Yeah, actually, you bring up a really interesting point, Nick. This is, I think, also changing too, is companies are getting more partners, and these partners who you partner with can yeah. change your risk. Yeah. And so you have to not just look at your business, but you have to look at who your partners are and where that extra risk could be coming from and how you could be exposed to that okay. risk. So, so building that profile depends on, the threat profile for the organization depends on considering a, um, a broad range of, of, of factors. Yeah. But one, one aspect of that is, as, as Todd's referred to, is it's dynamic. It's, ne- it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. going to stay still. No. So you'll have a corpus of threats which will be ever present because you exist in the real world. There's yeah. some that are unique to your to you because you're in a particular type of industry sector. Yeah. Then there's stuff that you can only find out through doing threat intelligence work. Okay. Like open source intelligence work, for example, to determine whether your organization in particular, yeah. your particular branded financial services organization, is at threat yeah. from particular adversaries. Okay, so you start to drill down more and more into the detail. Then as you become, go lower than that, you're into particular types of threat which relate to your organization because you have particular types of technology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you've got everything hosted on the yeah, cloud. exactly. You're, you, or you've got you, lots of you OT. A whole bunch of threats come into play then that yeah, which wouldn't yeah. apply if you had everything Perhaps, yeah, you know, in, in house within an in house infrastructure, and that that's the way to look at it. Is from the big picture, yeah, down, 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 and that that way, you start start to gain a much better sense of what the threat profile of the enterprise is. But just to re-emphasise, it isn't set and forget. It will be changing continuously. So you need to have a way of constantly refreshing and understanding how that might affect your organisation. And of course, that information doesn't stand in isolation. You know, it needs to be made use of in helping determine your risk posture. So it's, it's a key part of the input into understanding what you need to do to manage risk. Okay. Um, but it's, it is only part of that story. You need the other bits to do with vulnerability, business impact, and, and, sure. and those parts of the, uh, the full risk picture. Okay. So, Todd, how, how can we... So let's say, for example, because I always feel that threat profiling, it's very exciting to do, but it's really tough to do. Because what you're trying to establish is an objective understanding of what those prioritised threats are. And of course, the importance of identifying those threats leads to what controls you need, you know, which then leads to where you're going to spend your budget. So getting that threat piece right is fundamental. So, you know, how can an organisation do that? Because, you know, we've heard the word threat intelligence. I'm not so sure. You know, how mature that is yet, but it's certainly, you know, it's getting a lot better and organisations finding more value from it. You know, but what what sort of hints and tips can an organisation take to get established with a prioritised threat list? One aspect I'd add to that is the technology has changed, you know, shifting to the cloud. Yeah. The threat landscape has changed for companies and companies have been slow to understand this and to really understand, all right, what has changed in the threat landscape for these companies? And some things to think about. There is a huge world of cybersecurity out there. You look at the vendors and it's almost a dizzying effect. Yeah. You look at the solutions. I mean, it's just incredible the amount of vendors and options you have now. So this becomes even more important to where do you focus your energy? Because you can't do it all. 
And this goes back into, we discussed in a previous podcast, really understanding the business objectives, really understanding the goals so you can align the security to those goals. Yeah, fine. And that will tell you where to focus your energy, your time and energy on the areas that matter to the Mm -hmm. business, not trying to solve the whole thing. So don't try to solve the whole thing. Focus on what matters. Yeah. All right. I I, I agree with that. That's that's really important. I think it it really helps with the narrative to executives as well because you're not just talking about a set of threats, for example, which could affect you know in a vanilla flavored way any organization. You're talking about specific things because you've done that work to your organization. Yeah. so, So that helps drive the whole narrative to do with taking particular action, prioritized action, as opposed to some action. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, look, let's draw this to to a close. Some really good ideas there. So again, you're a brand new CISO, head of security function. You know, you've got to pull this threat landscape profile, whatever you want to call it together. You know, what are the sort of two or three things that you would you would do first? If I was just going in as a new CISO, the first thing I would do is meet with the senior executives to understand where it is, their priorities. Okay. What, what's keeping them up at night mm-hmm. is what I'm asking. What is the biggest concern for that company? So when I start thinking about threat profiles, I know where to focus my energy okay. and what might be happening. Second thing, take a look at the partners. Yeah. Really take a look at the partners. Okay, see like suppliers. And suppliers or any other contracts. Yeah. See who you're partnering with because this could be. Yeah, that's a good this point. This could really change. Yeah. And make you open to activists, whatever it might be, that could change things. So have a look there. Okay. Andrew, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it's important to frame the threat profiling exercise properly. So understanding from in the organization, how the organization, what is important to the organization, what are the biggest types of harm that could cause the organization, and then to play with them the type of threats which could actually cause those harms. Then you're getting a steer on, I mean, you're having to introduce thinking downstream because it's, it's the outcome of the threat manifesting itself. But by having having that executive input, you're talking about things at the very top level of the organisation. Yeah. And consequently, you're getting you're getting much more of a business oriented threat profiling approach. And then it, then the second thing I would say is is recognising, understanding that there will be layers of threats. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That you that you need to understand that you need to actually get your hands around to have done sufficient work so that you can drive the unique profile for your organization. So yeah. the particular sector you're in, the particular types of technology you've got. And in order to, the third point I would say is, is, in, is before you undertake any threat exercise, you do need to understand not just the points about the business and the sector, but also you need to understand your, your technology base as well. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And thank you for listening. It's Nick Frost from CRMG. Listen in to more of our podcasts and speak to you soon.